Booyah, and it's time for the Game Sports Podcast. It is your host, David McCaig Jr., bringing you yet another special edition upload powered by 91 Network 91N, formerly known as TGEM. This edition is sponsored by Flawless Roofing, SureSeal Incorporated. Now, wherever you're listening, make sure you're subscribed, following, liking the video, the audio versions of our content on the 91N YouTube channel, or wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, Apple, look just give us a search and the game sports show podcast is there now firstly i got to introduce the co-host joining yours truly david mccaig jr the host of the edition i'm going to get to who's joining yours truly uh, for this upload the one and only alex parr now where do you know alex very simply he's been on the game sports show for quite some time he's one of the co-hosts on the top shelf editions he's the co-host on these special editions he's really wicked at EASHL, and this is pretty fitting for this episode. But let me let's bring him in here, Alex. How's it going, my friend? It's going really well. This is one I've been telling you to chase down for a while. I've been labeled as the resident nerd on this show, so like you said, I feel like there's nobody better than myself. Oh. To my own horn, Dave, I'm ready to get into this one. Just a note to everyone, we're going to talk about you. I'm not going to give a comment to that, but I got to introduce the guest. You already know who the guest is, probably by the thumbnail or by the title, listening to the description, but I got to give my introduction. I've been doing these introductions for a long time, but I usually try not to make them too long where you can go get a popcorn and come back and I'm still talking. So let's get into it. Getting to our guest today, and you you have, you still currently hear his voice throughout your household. It could be your car, video game council, uh, headset. Heck, you're hearing him today on this podcast. Now, he's born in Ottawa. This guest is a Canadian broadcaster who's involved previously uh, with the Abbotsford Canucks in the American Hockey League as play-by-play and notably the play-by-play voice for the ever-popular EA Sports NHL game. The game's coming out soon, NHL 24. This guest has been a host on shows through Sportsnet, Sportsnet Central, Sportsnet Pacific, TSN, and he was an on-scene correspondent for the 2010 Olympics in Vancouver, and he's also an award-winning commentary okay for the for the gemini for the best sports feature on a story that was done between terry fox and jay triano fantastic story yes i did check that out now hopefully he doesn't ask me questions about it okay (laughs) i'll stop there because there's so much (laughs) there's so much more to share and so much more to tell but that's why we have our show for you to hear the story from the guests themselves without further ado james sabalski james thanks for coming on the show it's an honor man Wow, Dave, thank you. Make me make me feel important there. And it's like, who is this guy, man? Big ups, thank you. <laughs> of course, man. We're very happy that you can come on. And, you know, today it's great that we got connected. And truthfully, Parr has been bugging me to get a list of guys to come on the show. Okay? And your name is was on that list. The other next names are Kyle Dubas, and I believe Wayne Gretzky is on that list too, Parr. But uh, there's, a, there's a lot of reason why with Kyle Dubas is because we're from Sault Ste. Marie. He was the Leafs GM. Obviously, not any more uh with an abrupt leave but nonetheless uh, we're very happy that you can join us james because your voice truly does echo in our house and the reason why i say that okay is before we get into any topics and i want to save this topic for an actual discussion so we'll talk about you in that but i want to talk about members of how the game sports show family including myself and alex have LAN parties yes at 31 years old we have LAN parties for the nhl game Okay, and we play it on routine. We play ESHL. There's a team called the Game Sports Show. I'd say we're pretty good, but then when you look at all the teams that do play and their records, oh, there's people that are insane records on there. Uh, They've heard your voice through TVs, many individuals, including ourselves, and I'm sure you can guess why. So we are avid NHL, EASHL players, James. Uh, I'm sure you get that a lot when you're seen in public about, hey, I play that game and I hear your voice. (laughs) You know, it's, it's funny. Uh, thank you very much. I, I'm quite flattered uh, by the comments. And, and I would say that, you know, as, as a kid, um, you know, when I was younger, when I was 18, 19, uh, and, and the game was really starting to kind of find its sea legs, particularly, you know, NHL 94, I was I was a Sega Genesis console guy at the yeah, time, right? So, yeah. I mean, I have gone through my, my different generations, but I, I had my Sega Genesis during those NHL 94 years. And, and, you know, I, I love the game. I love the franchise. And obviously, there's a pop culture romance with the game with from the movie Swingers 30 years ago. But, you know, that period of time, I, I played, 
And, you know, I think for over the course of the lifetime of the last 30 plus years of the existence of the game, you know, life happens. So you kind of come in and come out. So, you know, I, I went to the PC mode, which uh, late 90s when, you know, Jim Houston was calling the game and it was, you know, I think it was Joe Sackick uh, on the cover of NHL 98. And, you know, and then I then I then I upgraded. Or, or, I don't know if you upgrade, but you know, I left the PC and went to PlayStation, the first PlayStation. PlayStation and, one. You know, you. Yeah, PlayStation One. It wasn't even PlayStation One. It was just PlayStation, right? And uh, and you know, and then slowly you kind of come in and out, and uh, you know, the NHL, you know, the early two thousands, uh, it was pretty consistent of playing those NHL three, and you know, I'm thinking back. I think it was Jerome McGinley around that sort of period of time, and you know, and then you know, NHL uh, two thousand seven. I think Ovi makes his first appearance, and yeah. and so just you, you know, you come, you go, you you know, depending on what, where you're at in life, and um, you know, about five years ago, the opportunity presented itself that they were looking for a new uh, broadcast team uh, for the video game. And I was living out here in Vancouver. And um, I, I had a, a good friend of mine by the name of Davis Sanchez, who's a, an NFL and CFL analyst at TSN these days, who had previously played in both the NFL and CFL. And Davis and I were working together and hosting a podcast uh, through the Canadian Football League. And he had a good friend who was involved with the game, and he would mention that they were looking for a new broadcast duo. And, um, and I thought, man, that sounds really freaking cool. And I would love to, you know, to get a chance to do something like that. And uh, lo and behold, I said, hey, look, do you think you could ask your buddy if, uh, you know, if I could at least audition, uh, at least take a swing at the plate? Like, I'd just love to, you know, take my cut. You know, if I crash and burn, I crash and burn, but at least I tried. Yeah. And he said, yeah, let me let me ask him. And you know, a few days later, uh, I get an email from uh, a member of the uh, legal team with Electronic Arts, and they were based, at, I think they were based out of Los Angeles at the time, and they just said, hey, look, your name's come up as somebody um, we'd like to schedule an interview with, and um, or an audition with, if you're if you're free. And so, you know, I, I went in, and I'd gone in for uh, the audition, and, you know, it was kind of a whirlwind uh, where they kind of threw a bunch of, you know, real highlights on a black and white monitor, and they just, you know, call it as you see it. And um, and so I just did and tried to have some fun with it. And, um, you know, I guess I, I you know, I, I walked out and was like, man, that's really cool, and I don't know what just happened, but I liked it. And, you know, and then a, a month goes by, and I, I didn't hear anything, and all of a sudden, out of the blue, and I'd almost forgotten about it, we had gone on a family vacation, and, you know, it's summer starting to hit, and I get an email all of a sudden uh, saying, hey, look, we've made a short list uh, to the audition uh, pro process, and you've made the short list. We should have a decision in the next week to 10 days. And I'm, wow, okay. All right, <laughs> seat cool. at the table, still alive. All right. And so that goes by, and then, like, crickets again for another, you know, month. And so, you know, I think the thought goes through my mind, like, wow, well, you know what, honestly, that's just really yeah. cool to to get the opportunity, and you know, you're basically patting yourself on the back for getting a participation ribbon, right? And you're like, oh, you know, I'm I'm just happy I tried, and you know, to even be considered on the short list, that's pretty cool. And then I get an email again, and it's, um, hey, look, uh, we'd like to schedule a chemistry test with you and another voice talent, and it's chemistry like, test. oh wow, like <laughs> okay, this is serious, and so. I go back to the studios a second time, and who do I run into in the parking lot? It's Ray Ferraro, and Ray and I had worked together at TSN, and we had been familiar with each other for for a number of years. And so I was like, I, you know, immediately seeing Ray, it was like, okay, I mean, if Ray, if I'm doing this with Ray, like this, this has to be serious because Ray, I know they love Ray, and you know, they'd be silly not to have him involved in the game. And so I was like, man, I, obviously these guys love you. And, and he just said to me, look, he goes, whatever you're doing, keep doing it because it sounds like you made a heck of an impression the first time. So, you know, I, and, and my style is, you know, kind of, you know, Alex, I guess you could probably speak to this because it sounds like you're the, the rock star gamer in the house. But, you know, I bring a lot of, I, I like to bring a lot of energy. I like to try to treat the approach like a game seven. Yeah. Um, you know, the biggest game going because, you know, if you're playing that game, nothing else matters for you in that world, right? Like, yeah. you're not you're not paying attention to the kids. You're not cooking dinner. You're playing a freaking video game, right? You're playing some chill. And so, you know, um, I go in. I do a quick audition with Ray. It seems to go well. They're like, awesome. Um, you know, we'll be in touch. And then crickets again for another month. And oh. it's like, okay, but uh, all right. And, and then uh, I get another email, you know, 
we'd like for uh, one more audition uh, if you could come in and it's like oh my god okay this has got to be like now it's like okay i want this now like now i am yeah mentally invested i am emotionally invested i am physically invested now i'm like i got knots in my stomach and i go in and uh one of the producers kind of had a conversation with me just saying look you know we've had a lot of hall of fame broadcasters that have been the voice of this game, whether it was Jim Hewson, yeah. whether it was Doc Emmerich, whether it was Gary Thorne, like all three Hall of Fame legendary broadcasters. Yeah. And it's kind of like, you know, respectfully, you're not a conventional broadcaster. You know, in my in my opinion, it's like, who in the blue hell is James Savalsky, right? I mean, I think I've, I think I've created some familiarity in Canada, you know, over the course of my time at Sportsnet and TSN and the score over the years. But, you know, south of the border... You know, that really kind of means nothing or any, anywhere else around the world, We're right? So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so anyway, they're like, look, you know, there, there, there could be some, you know, there could be some social media backlash and there could be some, uh, you know, there, you know, this might be some people going, what the hell? Like, who is this guy? And um, I was like, you know, I, I got big boy pants and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a big kid. I can, I can take it. And so they said, all right, well, we'll let you know in a week. And, Honestly, it was probably the longest friggin' week of my life. Uh, like, true to the word, like, almost to the minute, I had to wait for that. And, I, like, every email, every text over the next seven days, like, is this it? Is this it? I got it. And, uh, and then finally, I, I got the call from Sean Ram Jagsing, one of the one of the guys. Rammer. One of the bosses. Rammer. Rammer, exactly. And Rammer called, and uh, he said, hey, listen, um, you know, we'd, uh, we'd love for you to be uh, – the, kind of the soundtrack for the game. And, um, you know, I, I've been very fortunate to do uh, a lot of very unique and cool things in my professional career and traveling to places around the world that I never thought I would see. But to get that call to be part of a game that I grew up playing that I just was so determined to want to treat with the utmost respect and have that fun. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I think that sort of passion is a big part of why I am doing this today because it has certainly been one of the coolest experiences of my life honestly I, when you said sega i got chills a little bit because i remember having the sega genesis <laughs> console dallas was playing it was like Sabalski, you're fucking old <laughs> was, and i remember like archer's urbe being a nephew yeah, san yeah. jose at that time and you fast forward to the pc that was the evolution like i remember the 2004 game Marcus Naslin. Was that 05 or 04? I'm drawing a blank now. Yeah, well, yeah. I want to say 04. Because yeah, was... I was in Vancouver, and, and Naslin, had, he was doing some stuff with EA, and he actually hooked me up with a whole bunch of uh, EA, uh, EA games. Like, I got mad. And, like, and honestly, nice. to save all that money, like, to save all that money, but I had Tiger Woods. I got <laughs> Madden. I had NHL. And, uh, I'm trying to think. There was one other one, I think, as well. But it was like, oh, my God. Like, how much money is this? And I just get like all these, you know, all these games. So yeah, yeah. Nazi was Nazi was a poster boy. I think at one time as well. It was cool, but like I remember getting my PS One. I remember I forget what I because PS One I came out I believe when I was ten. I'm a ninety one to be honest, James. So like I <laughs> I I feel like I've had every game since that Sega Genesis. Every game that I can get, I can have. And I love that game. And you bring up good nostalgia there from Jim Hewson. Like, I can remember hearing great save Kippersoft for some reason. Oh, yeah. <laughs> love it. Love he it. had his own thing. And then the docs was good, too. Like, I truthfully. But I remember when you got it. And I remember seeing that on social media. I'm not one really to tweet too much. But I was excited because I remember you from the score. I remember you from Sportsnet. The Canadian people Love Dick because we knew that it's the United States individuals that had to get a little bit warm first before coming in <laughs> to understanding what the effect was. And I truly think, and I know we were going to get to this a little bit later, but we're doing it now right off the hop. Ray Ferraro, your tweet and your Instagram post to Ray Ferraro was absolutely hilarious. And I'm stealing yeah. Par's thunder. So before yeah. I won't steal his thunder, I'll go to my thing first. I'll just say that having that game and now that you're on it and you play it, that just must bring you those chills, right? That is so cool it's like holy fuck <laughs> i was playing this game now i am the voice everybody hears in this game for hours and hours like if you want to know the true amount of hours the game sports show is played, no mm -hmm. <laughs> it's it's over 250 hours for me oh anyway. way more than that for me you're really no, underselling no, it no for me my i looked at it before i logged on because i wanted to brag about 250 so i thought that was a lot why are you more partners are you well more? think about it like oh, that's like just this, this game oh sorry yeah this year yeah sorry, i'm talking 2020 <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry, that's just 2023. So probably a thousand hours between since you've come on and <laughs> heard your voice. I've heard you say my name on my because when you create a pro, right? My last name's McKeg. Greg McKeg was in the game. Not really. Yeah, yeah. He's got a cool, lot cooler way of spelling the last name though than I do. He has a K E G. Keg party. Yeah, yeah so that's like a, that's a that's a frat that's a frat boy uh, oh, spelling, yeah. right? So yeah. cool. I don't know what my family was thinking. I still trip my dad, but like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Par, take it though with the um, I don't know why I'm drawing a blank right now. You the tweet. Ray Ferraro. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's not with you this year anymore. That he uh, announced his departure from uh, the game this year. And on the way out the door, you had tweeted, "We won't be hearing about your empty net goals anymore." I thought that was super funny. So, uh, talk about the new challenge now without Ray. I believe it's Cheryl Pounder now who's going to be joining you in the booth. And, see, and, I didn't uh, know that. I didn't see that. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, it's Cheryl Pounder. So, what kind of new challenges is that going to bring to you? Well, first, let me say this about Ray. Ray is Ray is incredible. Right. And, and Ray is one of the best analysts in the game. And I think a lot of people, you know, would have Ray atop the power rankings. And yep. so, um, you know, to work those dual sessions with Ray, those two person sessions, it was so much fun. It, it just way more engaging to kind of play off. And Ray is so quick witted, you know, when you're voicing a play and when you're analyzing a play, you're really breaking down something that physically doesn't exist. Right, you're you're you've got the context of what has happened, but you're basically in that analyst role trying to break down something that, you know, in your mind you've seen enough times happen in your life, but it really hasn't. So, um, so you know, Ray pulls that out of a hat where I can kind of play it straight to, all right, here's the shot, puts it wide of the net, and now Ray's got a, oh man, like. You, you you know you gotta hate those you just missed just wider than that uh, you know you gotta you gotta make those ones count or yeah. you know and Ray has that ability to where oh you know and every once in a while not that he was always cheeky but you know every once in a while it's like put it on net get you know, get it on barn door and and it was funny because we would we would hear from people on social and Ray particularly how. You know, some gamers, I think, really got frustrated with yeah. how Ray would kind of call them out and shirk them. Ray right? made me feel like shit so many times. And I was like, Ray, I'm losing by 12, man. Can we just can we just wrap this up here? Yeah, and, and that's and, and, and I think for, for part of it, they allow us a lot of runway to to play along. Like, stay within the context, keep the integrity of the game, but, you know, I think that's part of Ray's charm, and so that sort of personality is imperative to, to show who Ray really is. And, and I think that really shone where, yeah, when you're getting your ass handed to you in a video game and you're down six, one, it's like, okay, thanks man. I don't need to be hearing this, but I think in almost every game, like he's got, you know, it's uh you know, I used to play NBA Jam when I was a kid. You know, you, you go on a cold streak, and it's like, you can't buy a bucket, right? And it's like, it puts up a brick, and you're like, shut up, I can't! You know, help me out here! And uh, so, yeah, and, and so with Ray, it was so much fun. His sense of humor and his wit, and I'll tell you what, it is, uh, I, I think for, for anybody, it would be a tough act to follow. And we went through the audition process last year with Cheryl Pounder, and I was privy to be some of those auditions. And I can tell you this, uh, it was obvious right away that Cheryl was the one. Uh-huh. It just, Cheryl, okay. and, and I think and I think Cheryl has really, you know, has made a name for herself rather recently in the broadcast world, but she's been doing it for a long time. She, I just don't think she had the spotlight of the platform that was given to her at TSN until the last couple of years where it's like, you cannot deny her. Like, everywhere she goes... She's really good. Yeah. She does her homework. She's got two Olympic gold medals, and she dials in. And she's got a great sense of humor that she doesn't take herself too seriously. Uh, she's such a fun teammate to work with. Um, very different personalities, both her and Ray, but they're both really engaging, not afraid to kind of speak their mind, uh, but also two that really, at the root of it, know their stuff and like to have fun. And I think when you have put knowledge and fun together, you're going to have a good time. And Cheryl, very much like Ray, quick on her feet, great improvisational ability, really smart and dialed in. And uh, and you know what? Uh, she sounds awesome. Like, she's got a great voice that I think is really – I cannot wait to hear how it sounds once the game drops on October 6th. And, you know, typically we've had opportunities to get a little snapshot of just how the game sounds and the prototype as they're building it along the way over the course of the year. 
We haven't had a chance to hear it so far, but I, I can say this. You know, I nitpick the shit out of myself whenever I've watched myself or listened to myself in television or radio or digital over the years where whether I'm, I complain about, oh, my tie's crooked or, oh, you know, it looks like I've got four chins today, just the way my body present, my body language or, you know, it just... You know, I think we all have our own little quirks about ourselves. It's like anytime you, you put, look at a picture of yourself, you're just judging, right? Or at least I certainly nitpick yeah. the crap out of myself. And and the first time I sat there and I played the game with myself being in it, you know, being someone who, you know, I guess there's our own insecurities, but some there's that element of uh, self-consciousness. I had a wave where I'm playing the game and all of a sudden, you know, I got to this game, it's overtime and I'm like, holy crap, this sounds freaking awesome. You know, obviously we have a, we have an incredibly talented, um, we have an incredibly talented audio team and, 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 and staff that kind of builds this game to add the audio and the context and the crowd and, and all the bells and whistles. But man, it was one of those things where it was like, man, I am so proud to be involved with this because I sound, you know, look, there's probably a million people that are going to disagree with me on this one, but I was like, man, this sounds, this sounds so cool. And I I am just, you know, Cheryl, uh, and and look, how many, how many women voices have there been in a video game uh, of this sort of magnitude? I think it's going to pop. I really, uh, and she is just the personality for it. I think people are really going to enjoy it. And, you know, this is year one. This is a lot of work on Cheryl to kind of, you know, catch up for a lot of content when you're a new voice. Like, there's just so many basic elements that you need, but there's just a ton of work for her. And the, at least for me, for the last few years, I've kind of built up, you know, the hours of content yeah. where this is Cheryl's first year. So it's a lot on her, but I, I am really excited to, to for the gamer to, to hear what Cheryl can bring and what she has to say uh, over the course of the season. And that was even one of my questions. Like, I was playing the game at, like, seven years old, and I was thinking, how much stuff do these guys have to say and record before they can even put out the first game? Like, how many hours are you in the booth for the first game? Like you said, you can add on a little bit, a little bit more new names, new players, mm. new stats. But that first game, it you got to be in there forever. So, Alex, when you were seven, they actually put me inside your console, and I just, every time you turned it on, like, there was me just, hey! Oh, I'm sorry if I had a bad game and I started hitting the thing then. I was like, it's too early! It's too early! Get back to bed, Alex! Um, No, I, you know what? Uh, I'm contracted, I would say, annually to do about 250 to 300 hours of of, of voicing, and you know, we, we hit we definitely are, you know, well over 200 consistently every year. And, you know, I think when you look at over the course of time, you know, this is five years now, I've been part of the franchise. And so, you know, there's probably at least, I would say at the, at the bare minimum, uh, there's probably at least 750 hours or so of, of, of content that I have recorded for the game. And we use typically do a four and a half hour voice session you know, some days we call them phone book, and that's going through the list of names that, that they can all be kind of edited and yeah, stitched yeah. together. And, and how many times I, do you have to say one name? You know, that's a really good question. Um, I want to say, so we do a two-stitch, um, which is, you know, passes the puck to Alex. You know, hey, the Alex is in the game. Alex isn't in the game, so don't get me started about that. Oh <laughs> uh, well, we'll see what we can do. We'll see what we can Thanks. do on that. Thanks, man. Um, but we can. There. But you know, so there's the two stitch we do, and then there's uh, the buy stitch they call it, and that's uh, great save by Flurry, great save by Alex. So so there's at least two that you would say, and then I believe now I keep it at a pretty high intensity level just on the baseline. Um, but I think we do have another gear for, you know, a little more intensity as well. And so I think there's another buy and two stitch there. So I want to say we probably say every every name. I want to say at least, well, and then there's uh, and then there's probably your drive-by sort of, you know, commentary things like, uh, you know, just the first time you'd say, you know, just start off their name like, you know, Crosby's having a tough game tonight kind of thing, sure. right? So um, I want to say, probably say, I think every name probably mentioned, don't quote me on this for sure, 100%, but I want to say probably at least five, six times. It's probably in, in different contexts. And, 
Yeah, well, I think we're up to about 5,000 names now. See, nobody understands the background of what that takes. Okay, obviously, <laughs> I love talking. I don't shut up, James, really. If you ask my friends, I've done a podcast myself where I talk for two and a half hours. I didn't know that was freaking possible, to be honest with you, but it is. I mean, it took five minutes to introduce me, so I believe it. <laughs> See, the, the thing is, it's, I, you might, I appreciate it. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> you can probably just imagine how exhausted it would be. No one, like... Hearing you say all the different names, like when you go through team names, when you go through last names, plays, all the different contexts you got to do, uh, the goal celebration stuff that you do. I'm not even going to try to announce any of the French ones because I'm not French. Uh, you got the pirate ones. Like you got all these different funny little things. Oh, there, yeah, right? the pirate one. I don't know what you say. I just made that up. Right He's going to walk the plank. Yeah, that's it. He'll walk the plank, yeah. right? That takes time. Like, yeah, you're going through different talk, going through different tones. It's like... There's a lot to make a video game, okay? It's not just that you just do AI and AI comes up with the game for you. There's thousands and thousands of people that are involved in so many different, from the pixels to the sound. And, yeah. you know, I, and truly to say with Cheryl quickly, I think she's a great ad. I like to call mm -hmm. her a boss woman. That girl has like, it's like um, Jennifer Botterill on Sportsnet too. Like there's girl presence in broadcast now and I love it. Sorry, I, I won't get into that too much because then mm -hmm. we're going to start diving into other things. But sticking to EA, I think the team of YouTube is going to have is great. But what I was saying about the work put in, it's probably, it's not easy work where you're just sitting there talking. You gotta, you're thinking, you're coming up with probably things on the fly. I'm sure you've had to improvise on your own terms and they probably kept it. Maybe they didn't keep it. Maybe they say, hey, James, that's stupid. Don't do that. Uh, like that's the <laughs> joy though of it. <laughs> Yeah, and I think, you know, we, we do have to watch out with legalities that, you know, something that might be copyright or written, and so whether it's, uh, um, you know, referencing somebody's name or a song, you know, you, you gotta you got to be careful with that, but for the most part, we got to have some fun, like there was one, uh, you know, some of the producers and some of the guys behind the scenes, uh, I think there was a save, uh, you know, a, you know, you know, stick save, and I was, oh, that's a paddling, right? And so for Simpsons fans, like, there's <laughs> there's little eggs, you know, little Easter eggs that are kind of hidden in there for, for those that appreciate it. I, I'm an old-school wrestling nerd, so there's tons of wrestling oh. references that are dropped in there. And, Alex uh, and me, big wrestling, well, I was back in the Attitude Era is where I like Sure, it, so so if you're an Attitude Era guy, that you, you'll you definitely catch... Uh, yeah, you'll definitely find a couple in there if you if you play enough. And the fact that you said you got 250 hours log, yeah. I'm guessing you probably heard one or two. And the pi and the pirate ones, like it's funny. There's a few of them you kind of forget over the years that you've kind of dropped in. But um, yeah, I mean, sometimes you just you know you're you're doing so many, and you know I, I just I, I just to me, I'm a big believer of like I want my commentary exciting. I want it energetic. I, I just, I, I hate when I can turn on a game and, you know, I can know the score uh, or I know the game means nothing if, if that play-by-play -play announcer is just, sounds like they're checked out, right? I mean, yeah. I, I think as an announcer, you know, I, I, some might be insulted by, by this sort of, of thought process, but I would say that, you know, part of you is a salesperson, right? Like you're selling a broadcast, yeah. right? You, you, you know, you want people, you want... Yeah, you want people to listen. You want people to engage. And so, look, I mean, I loved Bob Cole as a kid and, and just his energy, um, you know, and, I, you know, a big fan of Marv Albert as well and those exciting moments and, you know, uh, Gorilla Monsoon as a kid as well and uh, really dating myself. But, uh, but th you know, those sorts of play-by-play -play announcers. But in recent years, like, I really enjoy, you know, the Gus Johnsons and, um, you know, these, these certain broadcasters that, that bring just an energy that, you know, that's high octane and, and it's okay to have a little shtick. It's okay. Like not every single play needs to be gimmicky, but, uh, but I want some energy. I want some fun and I want, you know, I'm, I'm watching this game for a reason. I want to be entertained. And, uh, to me, that's, that's the approach I try to take. And, and I, and I hope people enjoy it along the way. Is there anything that people would, when they see you and they realize that you're the play-by-play -play guy, is there any, like, quotes that they yell at you as something that sticks with them? <laughs> Army matey walk the plank with yeah. us. <laughs> <laughs> That's us, for sure. That's the one that sticks out to us. You know what, man? Shout out. I think, we're, I think we're, what, like a month away from International Talk Like a Pirate Day, so we can, Whoa. We can, run, we can run it back in a month. For sure. Um, you know what? I, it's funny. I, I think a lot of times... Um, you know, now I'm at a, at a point where it's like, uh, 
a lot of my friends' kids now play the game, right? right? And sort of that sort of new generation of kids. And I think when they meet me, especially when they're younger, uh, there's a little bit of a, whoa, right? Like mm -hmm. trying to, you know, it's almost like the first time you see a teacher outside of the school or outside <laughs> right. of the classroom, right? And you're like, wait a minute, you don't live in the classroom? Like you're not, what are you, what are you doing here in the grocery store? Like, why are you here? Um, so I, I think there's, uh, there's, I think sometimes there's a little bit of a dumbfoundedness, but uh, I, I know there was one that stood out for a group of university students. Uh, they loved waffle boarding. Oh, of course. <laughs> well, that's just yeah. not a term you hear all the time anymore. That's very common in a video game, just not on like a broadcast yeah. as much. Yeah, they just uh, you know they they like the they like the waffle boarded. Um, I think the, the wrestling fans love the uh, that's gotta be Kane reference. Uh, <laughs> So you know, we go back to your attitude era. Uh, th that's got to be Kane's pretty. Uh, that that pops pretty good. Um, uh, yeah, that's a paddling uh, has come up for the Simpson fans. Uh, you know, raise empty net goals. You know, after year one, that was. Oh man, it's funny. We thought we thought nothing of it, but I guess we didn't do a lot of empty net goals. You did, uh, or did, we didn't do a lot of empty net goals that first year, so it was a very small bucket, and that was quickly, you know, we yeah. were here on social media like, if I have to hear one more play, flipping time, how many goals Ray Ferraro has, uh, in, in, or empty netters uh, Ray has, I'm gonna just lose it, and mm -hmm. and so we definitely we kind of chuckled about it, uh, but I think at the time, I, I think a few gamers were like, okay, enough already, yeah. enough already. So I, yeah, that was fun. And you talk so highly about everybody you've worked with on this game in the booth. So I shouldn't be asking you to start, bench, cut, Ray, oh, Cheryl, and Snoop Dogg, oh, should I? Oh, goodness. Well, I'll say this. You can, uh, you, you can uh, uh, up and pass. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll say this. I would have to put Snoop number three on the power rankings of that's that. Where, that's what right? I assumed. I'll yeah. say that. But, but I would say that probably the two most entertaining days of my professional life when did were going that to LA. Like, how did that you know, happen? So, I want to say it was the first year. Um, it was summer of 2019. We went down. Um, but I want to say the process probably started about five months before where they said, uh, hey, look, um, you know, we are thinking, like, who would be some neat names that we could get involved in the game? It was, like, kind of chatting over lunch, uh, this one day and we were just kind of throwing names out there and i think uh you know i think like the pie in the sky i think we were talking justin bieber obviously mm -hmm. with his love of hockey and you know i think this beebs is just in another stratosphere financially to, <laughs> yeah. to, to make that happen yeah. right i mean yeah you know what i mean like there, there's there's realistic and then there's not and well, uh, you know we talked we could have got that sorry maybe yeah yeah no no but like we talked about uh we, we talked i think drake's name had come up and then just other sort of hockey celebs like john ham and oh yeah and then uh and then, uh, and then Snoop's name uh, popped up because he had just uh, he had done some commentary in the Kings mm -hmm. booth, and it was like, oh man, and, and you know, and he, he's made some appearances over the years, and we were like, ah, oh, you know what, Snoop would be kind of actually, you know, and then it was kind of like, actually, he's done some stuff with Madden as well. So I think there was, you know, I think there were some people within Electronic Arts that had a relationship uh, at least with Snoop's representation and with Snoop uh, prior, and so. Um, I guess calls and the process started and then all of a sudden it was like, look, I think this is happening. And uh, lo and behold, in the month of June of 2019, smack dab in the middle of the Raptors and the Warriors NBA finals. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they, they, there was a small group of us that flew down myself along with uh, three producers and uh, we went to Snoop's uh, recording studio in Los Angeles, that's and so that's cool. And and spent two days, uh, you know, in in you know in his facility, and it was honestly like Snoop was. He's a smart motherfucker. Like that guy is. He is really, really talented, really smart, and uh, really impressive in terms of the empire that that guy's built. Like, his production facility was was big. You know, big gated fence in front. You pull into this big parking lot, and, um, you know, there were multiple, multiple television production studios and then recording studios for radio and for, for recording an album and all of it. Like, it was, you know, the, the green rooms, lounges. Like, it was, it was a really impressive facility, um, 
but I'll tell you, like he was so much fun. You know, from my from my own experience, um, it, he took a lot of breaks. He took a lot of breaks, but he was a lot of fun. <laughs> I, I would. That's one of the top ten people. Top ten people that I want to meet. Like the guy, and he wore a Leaf jersey, so he had my heart one time at a concert. Yeah, he's not well, a Leaf fan, though. I don't think. I think it's an no, no, I think that he was strategic, and it's funny. Well, no, no, you know what? He was strategic about that because we talked mm. about it. It might actually be in the game, but he said, you know. A oh. leaf, uh, uh, there's a leaf on the jersey. Ah. Oh, he did that's say something about right. that in the game. He yeah, that. he did. He did. That's right. And he called it the six. He likes calling it the six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he was like, honestly, he was so much like he was. I would say that Snoop was everything you would want him to be. Uh, he was exactly that. Everything that you thought he might be uh, in a positive way, he was. That's and he was the perfect amount. One period in the game, just a little taste of some Snoop. That was perfect. Yeah. It was so well executed. Yeah. yeah, no, it was. It was. It was a lot of. It was so much fun. And uh, you know, I think you know there was probably a wish if you know if you should have, could have, would have. There was more time to to get more content from him. But you know, I think we were able to record at least a goal call for every NHL team. We did a goal call specifically targeted for. Um, the Peterborough Peets because uh, he had a Peterborough Peets jersey. He had a oh, okay. show in Peterborough. Yeah, so oh. somewhere in that NHL 20 game, there is a Peterborough Peets goal call. And uh, yeah, he was just he was he was so much fun and and uh, you know quick 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 on his feet, right? Like sharp as attack. Um, it was great. It was really impressive. See that that's you know what? And I'm looking down because I know we got we like to follow time here, and I know we're going a little extra. Like, time flies when you're having fun. James, I think you know that better than probably anybody, okay? <laughs> and truly, on the show, we did intend to talk about your show, your reward, and everything that you did, but we did tackle a lot of ESHL. You can tell that we're nerds. Um, there was one point where you were ranked top 300 in the world, but that fell pretty quickly. Um, there's people that win, like, 100 games there at 101, 100, 100 win games and one loss. Like, we play teams that are – I can't. I, I don't know what they do as a life. Like, I work full-time. That's and it. This, and that, that yeah. is their life. And it, it's, it's amazing. But the game I've had every year, like you said, we have it every year. And I, I wish I would have kept all those old games. I kept the package out of all of them. But we still – the, I, I, the big thing that I like the most in the game is franchise mode. I've always been a franchise guy for all the things, and because I'm a Leaf fan, I never got to see the Leafs win the cup. So when I make mm. when I make moves to actually get to see them lift the cup, it's like when the Cubs won the World Series. You know that that it's it's so that's a dream. You know it's it's and it's probably a pipe dream because if it doesn't happen this year, it might not happen ever uh, for the Toronto Maple Leafs. In my honest, gonna say like Alex looks a bit like Austin Matthews there. <laughs> Whoa, okay, I'll take that. Maybe it's, maybe it's just maybe it's just the lighting, but you know, yeah, it's definitely. a little duster. And... Yeah, little duster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a couple. We got a mixed bag on our family. Same bad hairline. Leafs fans, Wings fans. We got a ball cap. The the, the magic of the ball cap. It, it hey. hides all my gray. So <laughs> perfect. I wish I had gray to hide. You know, honestly, like, we have a mixed bag on our family. Like I said, the Leafs, the Wings, Sabres, Habs, and Oilers. Those are kind of the five teams, I think, top of my head that everyone likes. But we're dominated by Leaf fans for sure because of where we're at. But, uh, you know, I appreciate you saying that they've won the Stanley Cup, James. I, I you know, if they, actually win, if they actually win the Cup, I, if they actually win the Cup, I might give you a buzz and be like, can you actually, can I live re-record you over whoever you can, was on the you team? Can, you, can buy, you, can, you can pour me one of those spice rums there that you can nice. pull, uh, well. We'll have we'll have ourselves a night. The uh, I'll say this: like I lived, I spent you know twelve years in, in Toronto, and I, I loved it. I, I, I loved living in the city. Um, you know, my both my daughters uh, yeah, were bo- born there. Um, cool. And you know, I, it's funny. Like I, I grew up in Ottawa, and I think if you had to pin me down to a team, I'd love to see win the Stanley Cup. I'd love to see the Senators. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, to win. And obviously I've got some love for Vancouver, living here in Vancouver. But, you know, over time, it's funny. The the Leafs for a long time kind of ran on, organizationally ran on arrogance that, you know, people that were, that covered the team on the day-to-day, it was like, you know, can't wait for these guys to lose. Like, you kind of rooted against them because they just, they were, they were just tough to deal with. Um, and, it, and, you know, hey, look, a lot's changed, but I would also say that, um you know, I, I think if the Leafs can win, if they ever win a Stanley Cup, it will be something as big as what we've seen with Canada winning an Olympic gold medal. 
uh, you know, I, I think if the Leafs win, and I, I think there's there's six other Canadian hockey franchises that will probably barf to hear me say that, but I think the closest comparable in terms of a celebration will be, uh, you know, a, a Canadian team or, or like a Canadian national team winning um, gold in the Olympics or a Canada Cup victory from years back because there are Leaf fans everywhere. I don't think you, I mean, there might be a smattering of fans for, for the Jets and the Senators and the Oilers and the Flames here and there, but nothing to the volume. Like, you know, there's certainly a, a, a prominent group of Habs fans as well, but the spread out nationally, I mean, and, gener- and generationally too, right? Like, for a long time, there were just two Canadian teams, Montreal and Toronto, and I think typically the English fans were drawn to Toronto and the French, obviously, loving Montreal. It's not to say that all English fans are, are Toronto fans, but I think if the Leafs ever win, it will be, it, it'll be absolutely massive across this country. Not just not just regionally in the GTA. It'll be massive coast to coast. I would hate to biggest, be an employer the day after. The biggest Stanley Cup parade of all time, by far. And it's like I like to compare it to the Raptors win, where Toronto was closed, but I think it'd be even bigger. Than the Raps. Yeah, well, for sure, and, and, and oh. look, I mean, I mean, hey, look, the Raps, the Raps winning was huge. I mean, the Jays winning in '92 and '93 was absolutely massive too. I think for the city, but I mean, you're just talking about a whole different stratosphere of a, you know, the Jays are almost 50 years old, you know, the Raptors are almost 30 years old, you know, we're talking about the Leafs that are 100 years old, right? Like they have been around, you know. They're not just your, you know, it's not just your team. It's not just your parents' team. It's not just your grandparents' team, but it's also like your great grandparents' team. Like, there's not, there's no other team that, I guess you could maybe make a claim for the Toronto Argonauts, but respectfully, they, they, you know, <laughs> yeah, we, we're not really having this conversation. So, um, the point is, is I think if the Leafs win, if and when they do, it will be astronomical of a celebration and it will resonate not just in the GTA, but coast to coast and people were excited here when the Raptors won yeah. but I, I think it'll be a whole other story um if the Leafs win getting chills getting chills now James like I said I, I know we're going a little extra time but I do before I get to the conclusion I got one final question for you to put you on the spot okay. because you did do sports outside of being a commentator and being known for that who is your hot take this year we're in August I'm going to tell every listener I don't like telling the month that we record but we're in August if you had to pick a Stanley Cup winner right now for next year, given a lot of things that still haven't happened going into the season, trades and maybe some <laughs> signings. Who are you winning? Who are you picking to win the Stanley Cup in 2024? If you can tell me. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'll, uh, you know what? I will run it back with the Dallas Stars. Mm. And if for a Canadian team, I think the others have your best shot there. Oh, Dane. So, Dane, our friend yeah. Dane would love you. Okay, he was actually upset yeah. he couldn't make it for this episode, but if he was here, James, he'd be saying too many and ums, and that's why he's not on this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's gonna get me for that trip. Okay, getting nice. getting to the conclusion, James. You know, well, Dane, if it makes you feel any better, I uh, I certainly did my share of ums and uhs over the years. So, oh, <laughs> happens to the best of us. It does. It takes time and practice, right? And sometimes ums and uhs pay. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we do. Uh, now I would, I'm here. <laughs> I want to give you the floor before we let let you go and promote you on things that you want to promote. I love giving guests to talk. I don't like promote anything for advertisement wise. That's your company. <laughs> if you want to promote your podcast, I love. You know what? I started listening to it a lot more when I got to see it more. I think my ca- Commodore yep. is an absolute beauty. Uh, <laughs> you know, you can tell him I'd love to have him on this show because I'd love to hear his Babcock. In person, Babcock, absolute lashing. I would love it. Uh, but your podcast is, is great. I want to give you the floor about what you're doing now. Uh, anything you want to promote? Uh, okay. Uh, I got to make it real quick, though, because I got to pick up a 15-year-old daughter in about 20 minutes here from yeah, work. Can't be so, late. Can't be late. Uh, so I'll just say Clearing the Crease podcast, powered by Bodog. It's Andrew Raycroft. It's Mike Commodore. You got the Calder Trophy winner. You got the Stanley Cup winner. And yours truly. Uh, that drops twice monthly. 
uh, courtesy of Bodog. You can find that on Spotify and on YouTube, and you can find it on all the social channels at Bodog CA. Uh, also, NHL 24, just weeks away. The puck drops October 6th, so we hope to find you there. And uh, in the meantime, you can find me at James Sabolski on uh, X or Twitter or whatever it is. Uh, and you can find me on Instagram at James underscore Sabolski. And um, I think I'm on threads, but I haven't really... Not really. I'm, yeah. I'm on threads, Every, but I'm not Everybody's really on, on threads, threads, but no one's on threads. Everyone's on, on threads, but no one's on threads. And it's like, you know, you see these big profiles, and it's like, you know, two likes, and you're like, oh, okay, so maybe it's not just me. All right. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate that. That was a lot of fun. Good luck. So cheers, boys. Cheers. We'll see you at Channel at some point. We'll drop the yes. here on through this And I think it's cross-platform now, so it is. you can find me... Uh, Seaball six oh four on uh, on the PlayStation Network. So uh, track me down. We'll get a oh, game. You guys I'm can kick my that. ass. Oh, we're playing. <laughs> we're playing. We'll have to get you on again soon, James. Thanks for coming on. All right, friend. cheers, guys. Thanks cheers. again. Cheers. Peace. Absolutely. Now that was James Sabalski, Alex. What a time. Okay, we. I'm gonna tell listeners because we don't get this opportunity at the end of the show usually to talk about the guests. Usually we do yeah. the guests and we're done, right? Now we can just uh, badmouth them. No, we can. <laughs> <laughs> now, the, I, I knew that we were going to be a little bit tight. We're in the summer recording this. Time constraints are all over the place for yours truly, for you, for him especially. And it was great that he was able to devote not even 30 minutes as planned. We're at 46 minutes of this recording. And he, oh, my God. And he's done an amazing job giving us a story. We did have intentions to talk about his awards, his broadcast his his memorable moments but you know what a lot of people click this i'm sure because of ea shl here oh, on NHL. Sure. okay so i hope you enjoyed that but i promise you i will we will plan to have james on within the next calendar year to talk a little bit more uh again okay so let, but i'm sure everyone enjoyed this alex it was a great episode uh james that guy has stuff. just as much energy in the game as he does just personality wise he was animated and, and loud and swearing hell yeah james what an interview and we're adding him and we're playing against him or he can maybe come on little guest appearance or join the squads come play a game come play a game and we'll stream it because alex is going to stream games this year yeah we'll see i didn't tell him that yet but now he we'll knows. see we'll it's see a, it's a request a volunteer request uh, more like a ball and told, by the way you're phrasing it, but eh, we'll see. I'm not the boss. Uh... <laughs> no, that that was awesome. Honestly, some I of those questions I've been Andrew meaning. Andrew Raycroft was on his podcast, and I wanted to say yeah. the best trade in Leafs fucking history for Andrew Raycroft. Uh... Nah, Scott Niedermeyer, Roberto Luongo, which <laughs> one of those? Oh, the times. But that was fun. I hope everyone got to enjoy the segment here with James. Uh, it was It's fantastic. Like I said, we couldn't get into everything we wanted to, but we kept the content flowing, and it was entertaining as fuck. So if you don't agree mm-hmm. with our this being entertaining, you don't got no entertainment concept. Sorry. Whoa, whoa. Uh, Dave, honestly, if they didn't think it was entertaining, they're not going to make it 50 minutes deep. So That's so true. Mm-hmm. Improve those analytics higher. Because uh, there's well over 50% who like our videos but don't hit subscribe. Or comment. Oh. So you know what are what? you doing? What are you doing? Hit subscribe. Give us the support there. Okay. So Where is the subscribe and... button? I think it's going to be down. It's down in here. this general area. I'm hoping flood includes that as I point it down in this general. If I'm talking right here. And oh, you're right. It might be over there. It's going to be right here underneath my left nipple. It's going to be nice. Right there. Oh, I can get that. And then there's the right side underneath in the middle of your two best looking guys on the screen right now is where you got the like and the dislike. We're also the two ugliest guys, so let's not get carried away. Apparently look like Austin Matthews, you do. So uh, you Yeah, know. well, I haven't heard very good reviews about what that guy looks like, so... He should take after your haircut. I'm sorry. I'm just oh, um, have you seen that photo of him at the NHL Awards when the light's like right on his head? Guy's going to be bald. By it's a, it's a, it looks like he's got three strands of hair. Austin, I love you, man. Don't leave Toronto. But I'm just saying, you know, take a page from my book. Let's let's get it before Mother Nature, baby. Come on. Uh, if I was him, I'd be bald. I would be bald. Oh. I would be 100% bald. And just the duster? Just the stash? Oh, Ugh. somebody locked that guy up if he's rocking that look. Hey, uh, the funnier stories are about him on social media on that celebrity Tinderist type account thing. I'm not going to get into that. We're not going to talk. I, about I have heard about this thing that you have to be invited by somebody, eh? Yeah, but we won't go there. That's for, that's Come for, on. That's for a top shelf podcast. We'll Who told about. you these stories? Uh, TikTok. Uh, and, but doesn't matter. That's why. That's why we'll save it. But you know what? Matthew, Come on. Let's give it a little buzz. But James Sabolski, ladies and gentlemen, Boys and girls and 
everything of all ages. We appreciate you taking the time to join us. And James, it was a pleasure. Uh, yeah. I know you're going to listen to this back, but we're going to have him on again. I've already planned that. But I said, I want this show, and we're going to do a part two down the road uh, with James. And like I said, Par will have streams where you're going to hear James Sobolski's voice a little bit more this year. And he might this be on the show. This isn't the microphone that's set up right now. This is all for show, but I, yeah, maybe we will see. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Alex, man, it was a treat as, as always having you. Uh, I'm glad you finally listened to me. And I'm glad you talked. I think you talked more than I did this show, which I love. Yeah, I had a bunch of questions. I've wanted to ask uh, NHL play-by-play guy these questions my whole life. I wanted to know how much time they actually have to spend in the studio. Because, like, think about it. Think about how long you'll play a game before you hear something for the very first time. How much? How many hours are going into that? Hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of time is going into that. And at the end of the day, we're here enjoying it, playing the game, and getting mad. And you know how many times James said the game? Mm, I feel like I want to clip that and use that as sound bait because it sounds good when he says the Wait, game. He, he's going to stitch it together. Hi, my name's James Sabolski, and I love the game. That's it. That's all. I'm going to make it like an AI-generated sound. Uh, oh, I'm sure he said the word podcast, too, because he, he said he said a show. He said, so the game, podcast. Perfect. And he said sports somewhere in there. You could just – Alex Flood. Alex Flood, let's go. Uh, one of my yeah, let's put words part. in our guest's mouth, baby. <laughs> Woo! What am I paying my volunteer producer for? Um <laughs> God, I love your service, Flood. Thank you very much. Hannah, thanks to you, too, for doing the thumbnail on this show. Your thumbnails are fire. Uh, Par, you as a co-host, always fire. But also my officiant at my wedding. That's even better. Yes, sir. Um, it has been a good time, Alex. I want to thank you for taking the time. I'm gonna, I Obviously, i got to do my signature sign-off. I don't do my yep. sign-off. The show just isn't complete. But if you're listening to this show, there's so many other shows on the Game Sports Podcast. Start transitioning that name. The Game Sports Show, you can still say for now, but start getting used to podcasts. Uh, you can listen to all the shows. We've got over seven shows. Top Shelf's coming back. In the Pocket's coming back. We've got the podcast with me. It's there. we got our special edition that you're listening to full time. We also got oh shows just you couldn't believe. Okay, Strike Zone? Strike, you say strike Zone. zone? Thank, I, that's one I forgot. Thank you very much, Alex. Strike Zone. If you tune into 91N, formerly TGM, the YouTube channel, you can listen to shows on there. We've got the Pack Sack Project. That's a local show. Very interesting. We've got Matt the House Show with Strong Minds, but we're also very headlined by sports. But the Game Sports Show by Average Jocks Podcast. Oh, the boys and Average Jocks with Joel and Adam. They're, they get guests just as high profile as we do. They got they got some good content there. And, yes, I said the Game Sports so gets and sports podcast. Yeah, I'm also saying it. Get the Come on. as well. Uh, and also, just overall, the special edition uploads are on there too. So hit subscribe, which is underneath my nipple, uh, or just tune into Spotify or to Apple or where you get your podcast. So that subscribe, that like goes a long way for us to keep being able to put out this excellent content, have this excellent program here for you. And thanks to Flawless Roofing. Sure Steel Incorporated, 30 years in the biz. I'm sure Flood already edited edited in my little cut scene at the beginning and maybe throughout the show, but I'll say it visually, 30 years experience. Protect your investments, start from the top, just like I protect my staff and I start and have from the top like Alex. Alex, thank you very much again, my friend. Uh, we got a lot to get to. I got to let you go. Getting to the conclusion portion of the show. Until next time, I'm here to remind you, Keep your stick on the ice, swing your bats, catch your touchdowns, drain your threes, and shoot your shots. Booyah.